0: Hello and welcome back to the Summer Movie Club podcast. I am Adam Lewis, joined always by my brother and co-host Zachary Lewis. How's it going, everybody? Um, this week we are going to be covering uh, the movie Sin City. Uh, movie came out in uh, came out April first of two thousand five. Uh, was directed by <coughs> directed by Robert Rodriguez directed by frank miller special guest director quentin tarantino um written by uh the writing credits only given to frank miller for the graphic novels um robert, you do uh, any uh, reading up on that and why that is i will in a second yeah i'll get okay. there in a second gotcha. um robert Rodriguez is known for the uh el mariachi films el mariachi desperado once upon a time in mexico um he directed uh, the Planet Terror portion of Grindhouse with um, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, he directed Machete, uh, or as uh, <laughs> English-speaking people would just say, m- Machete. Um, which actually, if the, at the top of his thing, uh, announced is Machete Kills in Space, um, which is super awful. Um, he directed From Dustal Dawn. I like um, From Dust Dawn. He's directed all these, you know, hard-hitting R action movies, and then he's also known for the Spy Kids movies mm-hmm. and uh, the Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in three D. Um, Frank Miller uh, had directed Sin City, The Spirit, and uh, the second Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, um, but Frank Miller is more known for his writing. Um, Frank Miller probably wrote one of the. What's rated probably rated as one of the greatest graphic novels of all time, The Dark Knight Returns. Um, he's also he also wrote Batman Year One, Batman Year One, excuse me. He's done some Daredevil. Um, he wrote 300. He wrote Sin City. Um, the Spirit. The Spirit. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> he's done. Um, a bunch of he's he's he, he's you know known for his his comics. Did you ever see The Spirit? I did. It's trash. It's I never seen it, but I'm getting the impression. it it's trying to be Sin City, yeah. It's it's I, I think what it was is basically it was it's based off of, of of something that I think he wrote around the same time as Sin City. Mm-hmm. So it has that same like styling that black and white with pops of color. Right. Um Sarah Paulson's in the movie? It's just it's um it's it's oh. not a it's not a good movie. Scarlett um, Johansson's character is named Silken Floss. Nice. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, uh, Quentin Tarantino directed one scene in the movie. Um, uh, we'll get there in a bit, but it's this scene uh, between uh, Clive Owen's character and Benicio del Toro's character in the car. Um, speaking of Clive Owen and Benicio del Toro, this movie has a gigantic cast. Mm. It's got Jessica Alba, Bruce Willis, Mickey. Um, not. I'm sorry. I was gonna say um, Mickey Rourke. I was gonna say I know, but I was gonna go somewhere else for Mickey Rourke. I'm sorry. Uh, Mickey Rourke, Clive Owen, uh, Brittany e Murphy, Michael Benicio Madsen, Del Toro, Michael Madsen, uh, Michael um, Clark Duncan, Michael Clark Duncan, uh, Rosario Dawson, a Gilmore Girl. Yeah, uh, Alexis Bledel is in this. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. What is the name of... I can't remember his name off the top of my head, so I'm scrolling frantically through. Nick Stahl um, is in it. He plays a slash role. Uh, Jamie King. I believe we mentioned Jamie King uh, in a couple a couple podcasts ago. Um, honestly, we mentioned Sin City a couple podcasts ago, and that's what stemmed us doing it. Jamie King was in uh, Pearl Harbor, right? Yes, that's what it was. She was in Pearl Harbor. She played... Um, she played Betty, the um, the nurse that ends up dying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, Carla Carla Gugino is that how you pronounce her last name? Uh, she, sure, she's thrown in there. Um, there's a there's a, a big big cast. Um, I think I, I feel like the the, the IMDb plot is, plot synopsis, if you will, <laughs> um, don't do the movies really do do the movies credit really. Um, Sin City is a movie that explores the dark and miserable town. Basin City tells the story of three different people all caught up in violent corruption. Yeah, if I mean, if I read that, I don't think I'd see this movie. Oh wait a second, Sin City Basin City. Oh okay, I'm just just looking at the word and coming Zach, around. Zach, Zach, <laughs> Zach. What, I want you to be 100% honest with me. Are you just figuring this out? Yep. Seriously? You know what? I never really thought about what the city is named. There's a shot in the movie where they drive past the, oh, and it says, the it's city like, limits. Yeah. And it says Basin City, but the B.A. is all... Actually, there's a line in the movie where Brittany Murphy refers to the sports team of the. Of Guess the, who didn't pay enough attention to the movie? Yeah, she she says. Uh, she. Yeah, I know. I remember that part, but the, I didn't. I didn't even think about it. I was like, she like. Yeah. uh I didn't think about it. Yeah, Basin, Basin, Basin City. Did I, did I pay attention enough? In fact, one of my notes is strictly just Basin City because that sign in the movie. Um. What was I gonna say? I person I personally love this movie. Uh, you know,
1: it's I like this movie. I do nah. a lot.
0: It's I liked it a lot more when I was seventeen, eighteen years old. Yeah, but I, d- I do like this movie. It's it's not a bad movie. Um, I've got a lot going on. Yeah, it does. It's so the movie is based on the the graphic novels uh, written by Frank Miller. This movie um, specifically, I forget how many books there are total. Sin um, City books are seven, maybe. Um, see if I can find real quick. I have the Wikipedia open. Uh, uh, it's not just readily available there, so. Nah. he's it's there. There's there's at least four or five. There's at least five um, Sin City books. This one. Um, covers three, three, four stories, really, if you include the intro with Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett in this fucking movie. forgot about that. Too. My first note, just to get it out of the way, is I, after watching this the a very brief amount of time that he's in this, and watching Pearl Harbor, I don't think I like Josh Hartnett.
1: Just no. overall. I
0: don't think... Uh, he doesn't do anything for me. I can't think of one time I've watched a Josh Hartnett movie. Maybe... The faculty. You know a movie I enjoy him in? Um, it's a movie called Lucky Number Slevin. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's got, um, it's got Bruce Willis and uh, Lucy Liu and Morgan Freeman and... What was the name of the guy who played... Pen Kingsley. I was gonna say, what was the name of the guy who played Gandhi? It's, a, it's, a, it's an entertaining flick. Um, just like a sidebar. You ever notice that Lucy Liu is, in, is mentioned in two different hugely popular songs of the early 2000s? Just there was a time uh, she, uh, the uh, the Dusty Child song. Well, that movie was for the Charlie's Angels movies. Yeah, but so that doesn't count. She, she's still mentioned in it, and she's okay. also mentioned in Hey ya, which terribly dates Heya. All Beyonces and Lucy Lou's. Yeah. yeah, he got it right with the Beyonce part, but the Lucy Lou's. I mean, not that Lucy Lou isn't. I mean, you know, shake up. I mean, hey, Polaroid she's worthy, on, but she's on that um. He's on that 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 uh Sherlock Holmes remake. Is that on anymore? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so was it called um, Elementary? I believe so. Yeah. Nice. Um. So the movie. I just nice myself for remembering the name of a TV show. The, this uh there's there's a little bit of uh a little bit of uh interestingness with the directors of this movie. Originally, it was just going to be Robert Rodriguez directing. Um. But Robert, but Robert Rodriguez wanted to co-direct with <coughs> Frank Miller. Now, apparently, there's something, some weird thing with the, with the director's guild. Mm-hmm. Um, where, like, you're not allowed, unless it's, like, certain situations, you're not allowed to have co-directors. Like, there's, like, the Wachowskis and the Coens. Like, they're a lot... Like, they're... It's cool because they're, like, a... They're, like, a, you know, a pair deal. But, like, you couldn't have Robert Rodriguez co-directing with Frank Miller. So, F- Robert Rodriguez actually stepped down from the Director's Guild of America. So, Frank Miller could also direct this movie.
1: Robert and Rodriguez... Because, and
0: for everything you hear about Robert Rod- Rodriguez, he sounds like a, a cool guy. Yeah. He sounds like an upstanding character. Um, Actually, because... Um, Robert Rodriguez stepped down from the uh, Directors Guild. He was already set to direct the movie John Carter. That shitty. He... Dodged a bullet there. Yeah, he dodged a bullet with that one. Um, but he, he, he makes started me wonder... running around looking for more uh, unions to get kicked out of, him so he could avoid any any pr- yeah. uh, pratfalls in his life. I, I'm I'm I wonder though, like if he hadn't, you know, if he was actually if he directed it, would it have sucked as bad as it did? W- um. You would expect him to look more eccentric, you know. He, every time I see him, he's always wearing a cowboy hat. That's about as eccentric as he as he gets. He's always wearing like jeans, a button-down shirt, and a cowboy hat. I'm seeing a lot of bucket hats, in, in there he's. It looks like he's a he, he's an about t- town in a cowboy hat kind of guy. But when he's down to business on the set, he's a bucket hacker. Bucket hat. Bucket. I mean, bucket hats are more relaxed, you know. Um. Uh, so as I was saying, this movie has tells four stories of Sin City. Um, the opening sequence with Josh Hartnett um, is uh, a segment called "The Customer Is Always Right." Uh, the first, the first and last segment of the movie, because it's all kind of two one part one big thing, is um, tells the story of that yellow bastard. Um, the second part of the movie um, with Mickey Rourke is um, the hard goodbye. And then the everything with Clive Owen is, excuse me, from the big fat kill. Um, Everything involving Bruce Willis is that yellow bastard. Um, But (laughs) not just with this movie, just in in general, in general. Yeah. Um, I, I right off the bat, I talk about how much I love the aesthetic of the 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 black and gray, the black and white, flashes of the, color with the flashes of color. And I, like, I like I like had... the the subtle thr- uh, splashes of color, like in the um, opening sequence with Josh Hartnett is um, talking to uh, Mary Shelton and mentions oh, like her eyes, and her eyes flash green wow. for a split I mean, second. What he does is he he lights up her cigarette. And when he lights up her cigarette, the flame illuminates her eyes and her eyes light up green, which I actually, that's my note is her eyes turn green when the flame gets close, which is fucking amazing. Um, Just, but yeah, just like that, um, that, that shot opening shot of just like the black and gray with just her red dress Mm -hmm. is, is amazing. Um, Like 99% of this movie was like shot on green screens. Um, You see pictures of it, and it's literally just, like, famous (coughs) famous actors just in a giant green room. Um, Actually, I was reading something. I don't know how true this is, because it was on IMDb's trivia page. But apparently, the way the movie was shot, uh, Mickey Rourke and Elijah Wood never met each other until after the film came out. Yeah, I saw that today. Um, Which is interesting, because if you watch the movie... They appear to share a fight scene together. Mickey Rourke appears to handcuff himself to Elijah Wood and proceed Mm -hmm. to beat the shit out of him. Um, Every once in a while, in my notes, I have um, uh, I have just like one liners that they say in the movie. Uh This movie is just like filled with like film noir one liner gold. Well, give, me an, give me an example right off the bat. Just like I love the, the that 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 line of um, uh, that Josh Hartnett says. Like he he shoots he shoots Mary Shelton. Is it Marley or Mary? I think it's Mary. Mary Shelton. Um, Let's see if I can find her names somewhere. he shoots her, and then he says something about like her her body goes limp, and then he kind of like he has a pause, and then he go, just goes, "I'll cash her check in the morning." Yeah, I'm confused about. Are, are we getting into the movie? Like yeah, let's get. I mean, let's get into it. I mean, the whole the whole thing is John and that whole segment. Josh Hartman, Josh Hartman, Josh Hartnett <laughs> is a um, is a, a hitman. Yeah, is a, a hitman. When man. he says he'll cash her check, does he just mean the check he'll receive receive for killing her? Yeah, or cause, that's what I, that's what I took it as. I mean, that's what I assumed they meant. But it's um, it's. It is. It's Marley Shelton, huh? Get the hell it, out of here. It is Marley. Literally, I have spent the last however long she she was in um Sandlot. She Was she in Sandlot? She's Wendy Peppercorn. Is she? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I I didn't really. I guess I didn't know that enough to. Uh, she spe, spelled her name different back then, but um. Was she in? Oh, she wasn't Sugar and Spice. I have known her, I guess, since Sugar and Spice. It's weird that, like... I thought her name was I, Mary. I, I guarantee you, if you tell ten people the movie Sugar and Spice, no one will know what the fuck you're talking about. No, that was a... a, a get, get the fuck out of here. You know, know what it is. it is. I Yeah, I know what it is, but, like, I also know, like, dumb movies that make no sense. Like, I also, you know, had an, have an hour and a half episode of a podcast covering fucking Godzilla from 1998. Like, I know what shitty movies are. But I'll be goddamned if I didn't realize there was an L and E in that girl's name. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Yeah, I I was confused, because when he said, I'll cash her check, and I I was like, wait, did she pay him to kill her? That wouldn't make any sense. No, no, I took it as uh, someone was paying, somebody paid him to kill her, and he refers to the check that he's getting for that job as her check. Mm -hmm. I do, um, this is is a pre-opening credits scene. Mm -hmm. Um, I never noticed the actors' names in the opening credits. Imposed over the comic book comic art book. from their yeah. character. I thought that was nice. I never really paid attention enough to um, realize it. I, th- I thought it was a nice little touch. I don't know if you ever realized like how much like the makeup in this movie like makes the char- some of the characters look like their comic book counterparts. Like mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke is is frighteningly spot on as Marv. Yeah. Um, You can't really, uh, you, you don't really know with him underneath that makeup necessarily. Um, I, 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 I don't know why I just have the line angina. He calls it, um, which is one of the lines Bruce Willis says, Mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning of the movie. Um, can I ask you a question about that whole beginning segment of with Bruce Willis? Why is Nick Offerman in this movie? Yes, that you can ask well, me. <laughs> well, yes, Nick Offerman. I um Nick Offerman looks com- if you if anyone knows who Nick who Nick Offerman, like what he generally looks like, he looks completely different in this fucking movie. He's like a little bit rounder than normal, and he's got like a bald head and a goatee and like a spiked necklace, and he looks mm. it's weird. Uh, what's your question? Um, is it just me, or did Michael Madsen's whole performance seem really phoned in? Which is strange, because did you read the story of how he ended up in this movie? Um, if I remember correctly, I remember reading that like he hadn't been cast in it, and he gave Robert Rodriguez shit for it. Yeah, they were at a Kill Bill rap party, or something like, like a Kill Bill-related party. And um, he walked up to Robert Rodriguez and said, why haven't you cast me in Sin City yet? And the only role that hadn't been cast yet was Bob. So he cast him as Bob. You think maybe as like a payback for taking so long to cast (laughs) Mm -hmm. him? He phoned it in? Maybe. I mean, this is a little bit in the middle of like a little bit of a uh, Michael Manson renaissance. Like he had he had some stuff in the early 90s and he kind of petered out a bit towards the mid to late 90s and then he came back, he was in this, he was in um, Kill Bill. What else was he in? Some other stuff. But yeah, this was the uh, beginning of him coming back a little bit. Same with Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke had fallen off a bit. Yeah. And this is a... Uh... So Robert Rodriguez kind of did for uh, a couple actors what Tarantino did with Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction got I uh... I don't know if, if you ever like looked into it or read up about it, but John Travolta was on the complete downswing before... Uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction completely rejuvenated his career. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So, kind of kind of, similar thing here. I just assume with Travolta you're always on top. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> he's a pilot. Yeah, he's a pilot. He's, always, he's literally in the air, on top of things. Every, I, I think every section of this movie, aside from the uh, customer's are is right section, my first note is noting how somebody is a creep. Uh, to open up this one uh Nick Stahl is a creep, and Nick Stahl is a super creep
1: um, um,
0: he didn 't make me laugh uh, i'm just jumping around a bit when he so they so uh bruce Willis' character is hard again it's he 's literally got an hour left on the force, so not even like like not even like the old uh uh movie cop. Uh, trope of, like, oh, it's two days away from retirement. He's literally an hour away from retirement. Yeah, like his, his, yeah he, he works 9 to 5 and it's 4 p.m. Like, um, He's trying to find this little girl that was kidnapped. Um, Nick Stahl, we find out, is the son of the powerful Senator Rourke. And he's going to torture and do terrible things to this little girl. So he's holding her and then Hardigan, you know, gets through all the thugs and everything, and busts in, and he's holding her under her arm, and she's just stiff as a board. I wrote, he's <laughs> carrying that eleven-year-old girl like it's nothing. I have, <laughs> I have a, I have a a, a, a soon to, excuse me, soon to be six-year-old son. I couldn't carry him the way that Nick Stahl was carrying it's that eleven-year-old girl. Br- like obviously not a <laughs> real little girl. It was it was ridiculous. Um. Just the so I just want to take tally. Uh, Nick Stahl is the first person in this movie to get shot in the dick. <laughs> um, Hardigan Hardigan delivers the classic line: <laughs> "I take away his weapon, shoots his, shoots the gun out of his hand." What kind of and gun? And then says both of them and shoots him in the dick. What kind of gun is 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 Hardigan using that he completely shoots off several body parts? But then when he shoots him in the dick. It kind of doesn't even really, like... It it barely leaves, like, a blunt spot. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he just uh, shot his arm off. No, I understand it's like a magnum or something, but... He could could barely lift that cannon he's holding. Like, it's... I mean, I'm not going to start nitpicking the cartoonish violence of the movie. Because before we even get to the Marv section... Yeah. Um, But, yeah, just before you... Before you get to anything involving uh, Miho... But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he blows his arm off. Not his arm. He just blows off was, his hand. Okay, just, blows his hand off. Just his hand. But then shoots him in his dick and just goes ah. <laughs> nah. Ah, yeah, my dick. Ah, <laughs> my <I'm a> dick. <laughs> um, that's what Nick Stahl sounds like. Um, it, it's just it's it. it I, don't, I don't. I can't even. I can't even try to rationalize. it. It is weird. That- <laughs> It's almost as if like he set his gun to dismember and then just kind of sting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So very quickly, um, Hardigan is uh, double crossed mm-hmm. by Bob. Um, and it, if I remember correctly, does it? It just right after he double crosses him, it fades right into Marv. Correct. Yeah, we get into Marv. right. Yeah. For some reason, they decide that this is the the bookend story to, which I guess it does have a natural, you know, time jump. So it kind of like makes sense to, yeah. Um, the Mit the Marv part, for in terms of my first my first note fun, for the Marv part is just Goldie. She says her name is Goldie. Um. My, my first note about the Marv part because uh, I, I, I get a, a good amount into that section. I think it's uh, when he's um, so I don't have any notes all the way up through where go- he's talking about Goldie and then he wakes up and she's dead. My first note comes when the cops come in uh, and my first note just says my kind of kill is also loud and nasty. I like how like Marv is l- literally, he's a fucking superhero. Yeah, like I have later. Like at one point, you know, just jumping around a bit. Um, uh, Wendy, Goldie's sister, hits she him fucking, with the car four like, times, and then he just gets up and he's yeah. like, he he gets up and goes, "Oh, it couldn't have been Goldie. I, be, I must be fucked up on my meds." <laughs> yeah, like I said, how many times would she have had to hit him with the car? He gets to, to he finally gets, kill him. He gets shot so many times. He gets hit by a car four times at least. He jumps through the windshield of a moving police car. Mm-hmm. He gets hit by Elijah Wood with a sledgehammer. He's underwater for a good... And on, yeah, like he's swimming. I, that's another thing. He has terrible swimming form. I don't know what stroke he's using, but it's trash. My question about that scene was, does he seem to, like, know where this escape sewer pipe was? Like, does he escape through sewer pipe often? I, I assume so. Okay. Alright, mm. thank you for answering what does that coat looks like Baghdad mean? I, it's funny, but it's it's funny because I use that, like, I, I use that saying a lot. Like, not that coat, like, I'll say something looks like Baghdad. Because of this movie? Because of this movie. And I assumed it me- it means, like, you know, like, because at this point, um, the war in the, the, is the worst, I don't even fucking know, is... Is the whole, like, WMD, we're going into <laughs> Afghanistan and Iraq shit, is this still going on? I think, uh... I think we're still respect. over there, but there's, like, not, like, major fighting every other day. I don't know. I don't think I don't so. But this was, like, this was kind of, like, in the heart of that. So I think that's what he was referring to. Like, it looks like a... a <clears throat> it looks like a an area where a, a battle is, is currently going. It looks like hell, you know? <laughs> I didn't appreciate it. I thought it was insensitive. I care, but I, I use that <laughs> line. I've, I've I've used that line at least within the past three weeks. <laughs> I have never heard you say it. Couldn't tell you what I said it about, but I said something looks like Baghdad. Um, it's I funny, it, actually. I used it to uh, used it to our mom because um, <laughs> fr- growing up we True had a, We used it yeah, to, to your mom. We had a, we had a nativity scene growing up for Christmas that was the manger. But then, um, re- like, my, my parents got, my mom got a new one, and it looked like a, it looked like a, if, like, it kind of looked like Agrabah from Aladdin, <laughs> but, like, if Agrabah got hit by a bomb. So I told her, I'm like, it looks like, I'm like, since when was, when was the, when was the inn in, like, war-torn Baghdad? Like, what is <laughs> this? Well, that was a little different, because that literally looked like Baghdad yeah it's not, it's not the same as single sure. coat that's true um i uh i like the fact that Marv has a bandage at one point over his entire eye mm-hmm. um the bandages are great He's more bandage than man at that point exactly uh, i have the the quick note RIP, <coughs> um, RIP britney murphy because mm-hmm. um, uh the first first sighting of her she has she plays a a bigger role in the um and the hard kill the hard but kill only a big, little bit of a bigger role yeah only a little she, bit of more of an annoying role she's in the movie little enough that she filmed all of her scenes in, in one, one day, day. but yeah. she's the only I believe she's the only um, person in all the rhythm yeah. yeah she is because she takes Marv's uh, drink Wait, water that, is, yeah because Jessica Alba's not in the, the, the hard kill at all right they're never at the bar. No, no, they are. In the hard kill. No, you're right. You're you're right. They, the line about Marv, um, Clive Owens' line line about Marv being right at home as a gladiator is in is in this segment. Yeah, they're never at the bar in the big in the big fat kill. Mm. Um, but yeah, she takes Is it called Big Fat I've been calling it a hard kill. What am I no, what are... The, the oh, hard good I... the hard goodbye ah, I'm conflating is them. the Marv okay. part. The big fat kill is the Clive Owen part. God, I got um, the to coughs tonight. The uh yeah, so she takes she takes Marv's uh, drink order and the hard goodbye. She is sleeping with Clive Owen in the Big Fat Kill. And she um if i in the in that yell in the that yellow bastard segment uh i believe hardigan asked her for where about asked her about like nancy and mm. she tells him to uh to you know look to the stage or whatever the hell she says um but yeah it's weird that she she filmed all of her parts and one day i remember reading that as well um i find it weird that in sin city the national um jacket is a duster mhm Everybody in this movie wears a fucking long trench coat. Long leather trench coat. Um, Which, you know, that's badass. Has kind of made me want one. You. Yeah, you just wanted to walk around with them? I didn't like the first one. His one that looked like Baghdad. It had, had too much of like a back flap. Yeah, it did have a weird back flap. You which just the other ones just... might have had, but they didn't like... You, you never just moved want to... in those. That... You just want straight, a straight back duster. Yeah, I don't need a back flap. Yeah. So, you know, because if it's dusty, that dust is just going to get all up in that back flap. Exactly. Um, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> um, Marv is um, Marv's questioning people, so we kind of jumped up a little bit. But so Mar the 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 segment starts with Marv in bed with uh, with Goldie, um, and he says she smells like angels ought to smell. He's Basically she's she's the, the perfect woman. Um and then he wakes up and she's dead, and now he's out on out for vengeance to you know, figure out what happened to her. Um so he's questioning a bunch of like low level thugs and everybody who he thinks can get information from, in which that there's a second person in this movie that's shot in the dick. Mm-hmm. Um, which is it's, which is two more than any other movie we've we've covered. Uh, it, is, I'm trying to think. Just scanning back real quick to think if anybody was shot in the dick and anything. Forrest Gump was probably the closest because he was shot in the butt. Yeah, it's true. Was um. somebody was somebody shot in the dick in Coco? Mm, mm. uh, probably that's why one of the people were dead. They just don't mention it. Yeah, it they, they try not to mention being shot in the dick in Pixar movies. Uh, by the way, I feel like at some point we're going to have to do a Coco... A Cocoa revisit. Bo- yeah, uh, Zach's, been texting, the... Zach's been texting me recently. Maybe like a, like, a, like a mini episode. Like Zach's a bonus, been, yeah. Zach's been texting me things that he's, he's newly discovering that he has problems with with cocoa. So we might have to visit, revisit that somewhere down the line. I was told today they're making a Coco 2. Oh, really? Uh, that's what Kylie our sister, informed me of when I was on the phone she, with our parents earlier. She is a lying bitch. Um, so, in the uh, Game Back to Sin City, in Marv's... It's um, coming out this year. No shit, really? Uh, according to... Wait, 2020. That's what it says, but I don't, I, I can't, I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know if it? it's... I don't buy it. Uh, it's called... Uh, according to IMDb... IMDb I don't know if this is accurate. It's supposed to be Return to the Land of the Living or something like that. Coco, 2. Hmm. Um, I was just thinking, uh, while we're talking about nonsense, I want to apologize if there's any like weird background noise on my end, if there's any screams or like it sounds like an air compressor going off. Um, currently, I'm on vacation, and I'm recording on the back porch of my house, which is a block and a half away from the pier. And, uh, currently there's a Ferris wheel, uh, a, I I always refer to it as double shot because that's what it's called here. But that, that ride that shoots you up in the air really fast then drops in and shoots you up again really fast. (laughs) Hence the double, hence the double shot. Um, and then there's a a really big ass roller um, (laughs) uh, about, about a a block and a half from my house. In the last um, you I haven't noticed any, uh, okay, good. Um, so hopefully it's not coming through because I can hear it. Through with with like with even with my headphones in, um, but back to Sin City, um, Frank Miller uh, makes a cameo as one of the people that um, Marv questions, yeah, the priest. Um, I don't know about you, but my favorite, um, my favorite thing, my favorite uh, shot of Marv questioning somebody. Is you don't re- I never realized what was happening right away until like the second or third time I was watching the movie, but there's one part where he's driving and he's literally just holding on to so, the yeah. back of a dude's shirt collar, pressing his face into the concrete as he's driving down the road. What is um, ambiguous about what he's doing to you that you took you <laughs> several viewings? I think what it was is just like the 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 coloring of the movie. <clears throat> I think, like, the guy just, like, blended in at perfectly to the car while I was, like... And maybe I wasn't paying attention fully. And the guy just, like, blended in just perfect enough that I didn't see him at first. Um, mm. But I have a note specifically about Frank Miller being the priest. Uh, when Barb shoots him, he... He reacts... Frank Miller reacts in, like, the <laughs> weirdest fucking way yeah. possible. I didn't he, make a note he, about that, but I, I noticed... He kind of like he throws his he th- he kind of leans back. His mouth goes open and his hand kind of like goes out in front of him. Excuse me, his arm goes out in front of him and his hand kind of like points down as if he's trying to mimic like a claw machine. It's it's very strange. Not an actor. He is not an actor. He's he's a technically he's not even he's not even a director. Um, and the spirit would show you that. How dare you? Robert Rodriguez died to make it so that he could be a director. (laughs) Pretty much. I think Um, I misunderstood the story from the
1: beginning. Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) So, during... um, So, Frank Miller's character reveals that um, uh, from the, the, the beginning Bruce Willis segment with Nick Stahl, Nick Stahl's character's dad is a... US senator named Rourke but in this segment there's his brother who I can't remember. Really, is, who's more powerful Yeah, he's more powerful, powerful of the two. As like me. uh he's more powerful of the of the two as a as a cardinal, bishop, whatever the hell. He's some he's some higher ranking religious cardinal. cardinal. There you go. Um uh, if, I'm if you were working... looking for a first name, I don't think any of the Rourkes have first names. I think I know. I feel like Marv says his name because um, he gives a little talk down. Or Are you says, thinking like, of where he some... calls him Padre? No, no, no. He says his like something, 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 something Rourke could have been president, but he became a man of the cloth. And I, uh, he, he says his name. I just—it's. I mean, it's not important because in Patrick a bit, Henry Rourke. Patrick Henry Rourke. There you go. I
1: will um, go on
0: the Wikipedia to find that. I say it's not really important because he's going to die <laughs> shortly anyway. Um, so uh, Frank Miller tells him that it was the Cardinal Rourke who was behind uh, the death of Goldie. So he drives out to his farm. And passes a sign that says Basin City, um, but the oh. VA in Basin City is all beat up. And... Oh, I get I, City. Get it. I get it now. Mm. <laughs> he, when he gets to the farm, he punches a dog. He does. He punches the <laughs> shit out of a dog. Um, it's not funny for animals to be hurt, but when he just <laughs> a dog jumps at him, is it a dog he, or a wolf? It's. I, I think it's. I think honestly, I think it's just a German Shepherd. <laughs> Because um, yeah, it's I, referred to, it's referred to later by Carla Gugina, whatever the hell her name is, um, as a wolf. But I'm pretty sure it look, it just looks like a, a like a dober, like a not a doberman, a, a a German shepherd. Um, my second creep alert. Uh, Elijah Wood is a creep. Elijah Wood is creepy as fuck. My note says creepy Frodo. Um. <laughs> It's I like I like how they, they have him look with like uh you really only get his his eyes when you're like close up on the wide shots mm-hmm. it's just like the white right, of his yeah. lenses. Um it looks really badass. Um So it's at this point where um it's at this point where Elijah Wood like hits Marv with a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm takes him captive, puts him in the room uh, in the cell with Carlo Gugino. Um, the, he ate Carlo Gugino's hand um, and a, apparently a bunch of prostitutes. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so they break out and Marv decides to go since he finds out that Goldie is a was a hooker and all the other girls that are missing are hookers. He decides he's going to go to Hookertown, which is Old Town. Wait, I just realized we, we skipped over a question. Why does that... Um, so they, he gets out of the, they break out of the, the dungeon, I guess. And then a police force comes to, I guess, subdue them. Why does the, the head cop have face paint on? I, I've always wondered that myself. Like, it made me think for a second that he wasn't a cop because he had face paint on, and cops don't do that generally. Unless it's the Uh, new uh. series Watchmen. True. But uh, Uh, he didn't strike me as a Watchman. No, he didn't. Um, So yeah, yeah, it is is weird. Like, at first I thought, I'm like, that's fucking strange. Maybe that was just, like, some creative shit. But no, that's how his fucking character looks in the book. They show a picture of him in the book, and that's what mm -hmm. he fucking looks like. Um, Yeah, I have no idea why why he has fucking face paint. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go to work. Uh, My job, (laughs) as a cop, let me yeah. grab my face paint. It's fucking it's fucking strange. Got my duster and my face paint. <laughs> time, for um, time for some copping. Time for some copping. Um so he goes to Old Town. Um, where we're introduced to the Old Town hookers. Um my personal favorite hooker is uh the hooker that is just Zorro. I have later because <laughs> when we revisit the um uh the old town in the uh Fat, fat, big kill. The big, fat kill. Um, I just wrote, hmm, where can I find a hooker that will satisfy my Zorro king? Yes. Old Town. They got every every kind of hooker down in Old Town. The Asians, and the Gilmore Girls, and the and, Zoros. And the Zoros. <laughs> and the ones whose specialty are tying knots. Yeah. Why it's, is, a, it's a bad line. Why does this hooker have a specialty. Do they all have specialties? I would assume so. I would assume the Zorro hooker's specialty is uh, carving Z's into walls. (laughs) Alexis Bladell's special is um, whining Um, about her mom. Quirky dialogue between her and her mother. Yeah. (laughs) who They mentioned, I wonder if um, she has a mother specifically in this because of Gilmore Girls? I hope so. But I hope I hope that when she's on the phone, it's with Lorelai. Yeah. Um, what, oh, what was her name? Rory? Was that her Rory. name? Rory. Yeah. Um, I like when Marv is, like, gathering the supply. One of my notes is just dot, 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 and my myths. Adam, I swear to you when I tell you this. I wish I, I wish this was a video podcast. The top note on my second page is dot, 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 and my myths. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the fourth note on my second face. Speaking of mitts, uh another word for mitts, uh gloves. What uh, what is the deal with these these barbed wire gloves? They look like cartoon look... hockey gloves. You I know think... what they they Go. remind me of um that yeah, they look like um they look like 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 a like a like a, a comical like ho- hockey Enforcer is like it's it's ridiculous. Like in like they're the gloves that the big, like the biggest bulky duck in the Mighty Ducks animated TV show, where they exactly. were actual ducks. I swear to God, I was gonna make a Mighty Ducks reference, animated Mighty Ducks reference, but I didn't want to sound weird. Get out of my brain. Yeah, um, it's sound. It, that's the, what they look like. he would wear. And he's just he. I like I like that he does wear that at a certain point. So they're not just like he gets them and they show these common yeah, you, no, no, you, you get fucking them see him wear them. They're up to his like like mid bicep and he's just <laughs> he's not even touching the um no the he's, he's, he's holding a spool by handles. <laughs> it's I don't fucking I, it it is crazy. The like um yeah, mitts. In, in um I wish I had a handgun. specifically that he it looks like his handgun is a um Excuse me, a a nineteen eleven, right? Which, right like, if, yes, yes. Which, like, one who if, knows nothing about guns, that sounds about right to me. Yes. If you've ever played like any like World War Two shoot, like first person shooter, you've used you've shot somebody with a nineteen eleven, basic. Um, but uh, I, I I wish I had a handgun that had a name. Just get one, like. Aside from get, a waiting period, there's nothing stopping you. I mean, it's too much work. I don't know if you. I don't know if you're aware of this, but like guns are expensive. Uh, yeah, I'm not in the market, so no, I can't say I. No, they're they're, expen- they're expensive. Um, excuse me. Uh, so he gathers all of his all of his gear and he goes to take down, um, Rourke. Um, he ends up getting shot a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, survives somehow. Um goes to jail. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, sorry, I'm just, we're, we're rushing through, I got, uh, oh, um, yeah. he mentions at one point that he doesn't like guys that rough up dames. Yeah. And then, like, two minutes later in the movie, he smacks the shit out of Wendy. <laughs> Which is shit. the first, I, I believe, well, the that's first, not, that's, uh, that's not roughing her up. That's just putting her in her place, you know? <laughs> um, there is a lot of dame smacking in this movie. A lot of dame smacking. Like, Which is funny because the second Sin City is called a dame to kill for. Been, this one should have been called a dame to smack for. A, a dame to smack the shit out of. Um, it's weird. He goes to jail, like you said. He gets shot, he goes to jail. Um, they eventually, he spits on their confession. And then, do you remember why he finally signs the confession? they threatened to kill his mom. Weird that he has a mom, right? In in deleted scenes, I actually I watched the deleted scenes on the DVD. In deleted scenes, um before he goes to Carla Gugino's house, mm-hmm. he goes to his mom's house and gets uh gets his gun, gets Gladys. And she's like she actually has a speaking role. Like his mom like is like uh have you, you've seen this scene? Yeah, what's she? What's she look like? Cause I, you don't, you don't see her. Oh, she's off camera. Yeah, she just she. It's an off camera. Like she yells like <clears> uh, <throat> a, like a uh, the the classic movie trope of like you're trying to sneak in and then like your mom's a, like wakes up and she's like, oh, let me make you something to eat. Mm. Like that whole thing. Um, and then he looks at her painting and goes, "I like this" because like, he's looking the one way and the dogs looking the other way and it's a Goodfellas reference. Exactly. Um, um, it's just weird. Like, of course, he has a mom. Yeah. But for a character like him, like, to... Like, insinu- like insinuating that that he has a mom that he's close enough with that he would, like, sign a confession yeah. to, to save her. Insinuates that he goes, like, to her house for Sunday dinner. And, like, I can't picture Marv going to, like, spending Thanksgiving at his mom's house. Yeah. Um... Uh, so you know you know at the one point where he's like running across like rooftops and shit Mm-hmm. in the deleted scene that's like he's running from his mom's house okay um, so eventually, so you get so let's think of all the things that Marv has survived. Marv like took a like a four or five story drop, landed by grabbing the railing and flipping into the underside of the the ceiling, and then. Landing on the floor, no questions asked. Um, jump through the windshield of a moving car. Then, he, well, before that, he uh, like he, he held his breath for just an unimaginable amount of time. Mm-hmm. Through sewers, jump through, yeah, jump through the the windshield of the moving car. Then he got hit by a car four times at least. Got the living shit beat out of him with a sledgehammer by. Uh, Elijah Wood. Then he gets shot. Just, just, just all the bullets. All the bullets hit him. Yeah, like like with like automatic gunfire too. Not like like he's getting hit with like like military grade like guns. And he's like, oh, they should have shot me in the head more times than they did. Yeah. And then he survives, he survives the first round of electrocution from the electric chair. Marv is a fucking superhero. I don't think electricity does that. Like, what it does to him. Yeah, he kind of just makes him spit up blood. Like, he starts bleeding like out of his fingernails for some reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's how electric chairs work. I, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know the science of it. But that didn't seem right. Yeah, he's it looks like he's like bleeding from like everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and then but I do love that final shot of the um pulling off of the heart. He zooms in on the eye, and in his eye is the shot from earlier in the the story of him laying in in the, the heart shaped bed with Goldie. Um directly after the the hard goodbye brings us into Clive Owen's portion um which is the the big fat kill in which um, Bel- Benicio del Toro is a creep yeah Benicio del Toro is a, a creep in half in this fucking part um somehow so, creepier after he dies like he's more of a creep like yeah. like dead uh hallucinated Jackie boy is more of a creep than a live Jackie boy nah um so everything everything done in this whole segment by Brittany Murphy is just way over the top yeah <laughs> my favorite over the top thing was when she says African love fest I my and, note my in my first two notes of this part literally just say Clive Owen and then it's a regular African love fest but she does so this subtle weird dance. She, she, like she, she dances she, out of frame she puts her arms up in the air and she, like she crouches down and then comes back up. so yeah she leaves frame and then comes back in like to, like it was strange it was jarring enough when she danced out of frame temporarily that I was like Clive, am I, Owen, am I... <laughs> Clive Owen reacts to it I'm like <laughs> he, he, a... he looks at her like what the fuck yeah I'm watching it going am I watching this in a different ratio like screen ratio than I'm supposed no, no, to no she she goes out of frame. <laughs> Um, I wrote that, um, I wrote that Benicio Del Toro kind of looks like Robert Smith. From The Cure? From The Cure, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you just threw some eyeliner on him, he'd be Robert Smith. Um, yeah, he's, he's there. He's trying to get in her house, her apartment. He's got a whole gang of guys. They come in. The guys are all, like, you got, like, the tracksuit guy. You got, like, the, the, the beater guy. Etcetera, Etc. He smacked Dame another Dame gets hit. He smacks another? the shit out of Brittany Murphy. And then all our friends are like, oh yeah. They're like, yeah. Like the, like I my nurture says, Oh, nice hit into that woman, bro. Yeah, it's 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 a whole it's a weird thing. Um I like the part my favorite part of this whole little exchange in the in the apartment is when Benincio del Toro goes into the bathroom, uh, Clive Owen grabs him and, like, says, like, threatens him or, and, so, and, and whatnot, but he puts his head into the toilet, and while he's, like, drowning him in the toilet, he's trying to, like, flush the toilet, Benincio mm-hmm. del yeah, Toro starts trying to flush away. the toilet, and he just kind of smacks his hand, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, Benicio del Toro is pissing in the toilet. And then Clive Owen makes a comment about, like, oh, you made a mistake. You didn't flush. And then afterwards, when he vomits, it's yellow. Is it supposed to be. Is it? I i, I, I never that's what, what, I was, that. I was, what I was checking to see if I imagined it or not. Or I if like the fact supposed... that. To... I, did you ever notice? Did you notice that when the, when he puts Benicio del Toro's head into the toilet, can he I, never I, loses his cigarette? Can I st- can I stop you? How are you pronouncing his first name? Benicio. 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 I think you're putting an extra N in there. Nah, dude. Fuck you. His name's Benicio. Benicio, I believe. Is it Benicio? I believe so. Let's fucking look it up. It's spelled B E N. I C I O, Benicio. Oh, fuck, it is Benicio. Benicio del Toro. <laughs> now, um, what were you I, saying? I, I apologize. Benicio? Benin- I was saying Benicio. Yeah, you're throwing an extra N in there. I have, I have it written in my notes as B E N I N C I O. No. But that second N shouldn't be there. It's no. Benicio. Benicio del Toro never loses a cigarette while he gets, like. When he comes up, the... it's basically just a filter, but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I thought it was weird and kind of lame that um, Benicio de Toro refers to his friends <laughs> as troops. Yeah, is it's very it's very strange. Um, another the another one of my favorite um, pops of color in the movie is Clive Owen, um, jumping from the uh, from the ledge of the building with the red chucks. Mm-hmm. um everything everything black and white, but the red Chuck Taylor's is pretty awesome um and the very like the very next shot um that I love is the shot of uh Alexis Bledel walking down the uh alley and it's like kind of like the silhouette like everything's pretty much silhouetted out, and then like all of, like the crosses that she's wearing. Are are in white, um, if I remember correctly, like that. Like they, pretty much this movie, like they didn't storyboard this movie. It was just like they took the 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 cells from the from the graphic novel and just turned it into film. Yeah, and that's why uh, I don't think it. I, I alluded to it, and then I don't think we actually touched on it. Why we didn't touch this it? This doesn't yeah, have a, why, a, a writer credit. credit. Because uh, Robert Rodriguez views this as more of just a adaptation of uh, the the the, of Frank Miller's yeah of the graphic novel rather than an act uh, a um you know based on the graphic novel it's just a literal interpretation of the the artwork yeah um. I, my next uh, after the 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 my note about Alexis Bledel walking down the the alley, uh, my my note says deadly little Miho, samurai prostitute with a swastika ninja star. Why are the swastikas? Why are the ninja star swastikas? I don't understand. I have no idea. It makes no sense to me. I'm just gonna go with it though. Unless um, it, it's supposed to be like a like the, the original meaning of the swastika, which was I believe a good luck. Like, yeah, because sign. before before the Nazis took it and, and ruined it, it was a Hindu symbol. I believe. So. I believe. Um, but yeah, I have I have no idea. Um, my question is: so Mijo throws the um, so Benicio, Benicio del Toro pulls a gun on Alexis Bladell. Deadly little Mijo throws her swastika at him, mm-hmm. cuts off his hand. Mm-hmm. Here's my question: You're holding something, let's say a gun, and then somebody cuts off your hand. Does your hand maintain the grip? <laughs> I can't imagine it would, because he gets his hand cut off, and he literally has to bite the fingers off of. <laughs> like he has to grab it, <laughs> like grab that. the fingers with his mouth, uh-huh. and pry the fingers off the grip of the gun. Uh, yeah, like, I don't think that's. I don't think that's uh, scientifically accurate. Um there's there's something coming up in the in in the movie that I actually wrote into Mythbusters about. You wrote into myth- Mythbusters? Yes, I wrote into because you could like it always said at the end of the episodes like if you have a myth you want us to test, you know, write in. So they this was actually like while watching one of the episodes they were doing about movie myths. Um, there's the part where Mijo throws something, throws a, a a metal spike into the barrel of Benicio del Toro's gun, gun, uh, gun and Clive Owen says, "Don't fire it, don't shoot it; <clears throat> it'll backfire." So Benicio del Toro, Benicio del Toro, excuse me. Turns his gun on Clive Owen and pulls the trigger, and it causes the slide of the gun to completely disassemble itself and lodge itself into Benicio del Toro's head. So I wrote in the MythBusters questioning whether or not that would actually happen, because they had also tested a bunch of like gun myths, like a they tested a, a thing where like when, in cartoons where what would happen when you plug a barrel with your finger. And surprise, surprise, your hand gets blown to shit. Um, turns out what you should have written and asked them is if a hand was suddenly chopped off while holding something, would the severed hand still hold a grip? I should have asked them that, too. Actually, I did write into Mythbusters about another movie myth. Um, How many letters are you writing into Mythbusters? Just the two. Um, and they weren't letters. They were emails. Um, so I wrote the one about the about the the, blocking the barrel and having the, the, the handgun uh, backfire. But I also wrote in about the movie Beer Fest uh-huh. where, um, where Landfill's character falls into the thing of beer. And I forget what the ac- – Mon- is it Monique? Yeah. Monique's character says, like, that he's being – that he, like, he feels like he's getting sucked down because of the yeast in the beer. And I was curious if that's actually like a thing. Like if you could, can you, I was like, can you tread water in a, in a giant vat of beer or will the yeast in the beer pull you down? You know what the problem was, Adam, is if you're writing to a respectable organization like Mythbusters, you should have done, written out a letter, put a stamp on it, written out an address. It shows initiative. It shows respect. You would have had your own episode of Mythbusters. It's true. But you, you, you couldn't take the time. They, they would have just just done those two myths. Yeah, Today's the Adam edition. Well, yeah. and then they would have had to clarify because wasn't one of the one of the guys named Adam? Adam Savage. Yes, yeah. and they were like, not Adam Savage, Adam. Yeah, Adam Weiss. Um, I love the line uh, to to add to, um, the other uh, the and my myths, um, <laughs> line from from the from the hard goodbye seem like another one of those, like, film noir, like, one-liners that they were trying to make. Um... I like the line... The The, the line I have listed from here is, uh, she doesn't quite cut off his head. She much. makes a Pez, Pez dispenser, dispenser out of him. Which, as we mm. see in the next scene, just means she cuts about through his neck about halfway, but leaving the back of it. Um, it's still intact. So his head is still attached to his body. Um... Why is Rosario Dawson not a thing anymore? I don't know. My question is, why does no one recognize the hero cop that's written about in the papers all the time? Well, I doubt the the girls of Old Town are avid newspaper readers. Yeah, but I would assume that like they they have the whole thing where like the cops stay out of Old Town, so I would assume they know who like the but, higher ranking. But first off, like I can, I I will qualify your question. With the fact that no cop looks like Benicio Benicio del Toro, yeah, like he looks like a creep. Like you're like, oh, that creepy hero, <laughs> like, like you would know what this guy. If if you're gonna know what any cop looks like, you're gonna know what the creepy Benicio del Toro cop looks like. Yeah, you're gonna look. You're gonna know what Robert Smith cop looks like. Um, um, I don't know. I just I, uh, I mean, I, again, I the only people that need to recognize him to prevent what happens is uh Clive Owens character who has been out of town. I I don't know his backstory. It seems like he's been a, he's been away and got a new I, face. I, yeah, he's he <laughs> got a new face. And um, then the girls of Old Town who you know, I don't know that they would recognize cops because they stay out of Old Town. It's true. They stay at Old Town, but whenever the cops have a party, the the girls of Old Town will supply the entertainment. That is true. Perchance they should know. Um, That is true. I love the... um, So if I remember correctly, when I was in high school, um, being the um, avid emo kid that I was, wrote a few songs on my guitar. um, And one of them was, she says her name is Goldie. And in the original, the I I, I made like a, a recording, get uh, like an EP if you will, a four song four or five song EP, um, with a buddy of mine. But before that, I just recorded all my shit on, on the computer at home. In the original recording I ever did of this song, she says her name is Goldie. The beginning of the song starts with this line. This this um this way that Clive Owen describes Rosario Dawson is like my warrior woman, my Valkyrie, um I'll always love you baby, always and never. And I have that line, I'll love you, always love you, baby, always and never, because it seems like another one of the like a very just like a very film noir, like classic film noir type line that they mm. threw in there. Um all these hookers are idiots because Alexis Bledel is obvious obviously a fucking rat. Well, they're gonna they gonna kill her mom. They was gonna hurt my mom, she says. Everyone's got a mom in this. Everyone's got a mom that they're worried about. She, didn't want, have thought, she didn't want anything to happen she not to happen to Laura Turns out the only sin that they're not committing in Basin City is forsaking their mothers. is yeah, seriously. Um uh, it's at this, uh, we're getting to the point where, uh, yeah, he crashes into the, the, the tar pit. Yeah. Or like, near the tar- whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, we jumping jumping. My... You're jumping way too far ahead. I don't think so. We're like a scene away. No, no, you're jumping, you're completely overshadowing the scene in the movie that Quentin Tarantino directs. Oh, okay, fine. Good. Talk about it. So it starts off with the, the line that I might note the line that I have in quotes it's got you smoking there bud So the, the it's scene, got you, you smoking there, there bud, bud. <laughs> um, See even more of a creep that Even more of a creep So the this scene that Quentin Tarantino directs is Clive Owen driving to the tar pits to dispose of Jackie boy and his troops uh, so that nobody finds out about it, and they he he requests from the hookers a hard top with a decent engine and make sure it's got plenty of trunk space. And what uh, do they bring him? A bucket of bolts. A bucket of bolts. Question: If the person you're most trying to hide is Benicio del Toro, why why would not, you put him up front? Why not cut him up first? Yeah, to store in the trunk. Yeah, it could. At you know, the end of plot, the day, not necessarily going to make a ton of difference. Pot reasons. Yeah, because you you, uh, you can't uh... you can't have Quentin turn direct mm-hmm. a director mm-hmm. scene without with the guy in the track ja- track suit. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the whole scene takes place between Clive Owen hallucinating dead Jackie Boy talking to him, and it He does this awesome fucking thing where, as he's driving Jackie boy's dead and kind of like flopping all over the place, and when he like moves, his pez dispenser wound that Miho gave him is affecting the way he talks mm-hmm. so there's the awesome line that he's he's like he his he kind of like his head falls back and he's like and he says something and then his head falls... like he says something, and his, his voice goes very high and like whispery, and then he falls his, he falls forward, and his head falls down, and his chin goes into his chest, and his voice gets very like low, like this. So like he's he says something like something, and his head goes back, and he talks like this, and he goes down. And when your chips are down, <laughs> oh. it's, I just it's I really enjoyed that whole thing with the the fact that his throat is slit affecting the way that he talks it's clever they do a lot like this movie all the way through does clever little things like it's it's yeah. not a, it's not a uh, it's not a poorly made movie like the, what I was about to bring up is another before we got back to the the, the, the car scene is that like the because um, we ends up crashing the cops are there no the cops aren't there uh, the the mercenaries cop, are there a cop a cop pulls him over on the way right the uh, or. All right, so what scene am I thinking of where a flashlight shows the. Is it with the cop or with the mercenaries? It's the cop. The, the cop. cop pulls him over and the cop shines the flashlight on his face, and Clive Owen's face comes into full color. Yeah, the, the, at, at least, least that's what I have. The small circle yeah. that the light is. Projecting. I said a nice touch yeah. having the flashlight show the true coloring of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, remind I, me when I, we're done this section, I need to jump back to the Marv section for a second. Just but not we don't need to get to it right this second. But we'll answer. um so so yeah, he's driving to the tar pits and uh he gets there and he's gets gets shot by, by Irish mercenaries. Um <laughs> Do you know what? Because Tommy Flanagan is the main well, mercenary. Well, to- no, no, no. Tommy Flanagan is the mercenary he deals with in the sewer. No, but he's there, too. But he, yeah, he but is. But the, the main mercenary, like, when they're walking up, um, there's a mercenary who's talking about, like, how great America is. Because, like, where else in the world would they get the paycheck that they're getting for, like, the little bit of work that they're doing? That guy who's talking... Is one of the Irish sons in Sons of Anarchy? When they go over to Ireland in season three, mm. he's the one dude who's um, spoiler alert. He's the one guy who's a rat who they torture. I don't remember. Oh, uh, they one of the guys. Well, the vice president of the, the Belfast Charter is a rat, and um, well, he's not a rat. He yeah, he is. He's he's not writing to the authorities. He's writing to um, to Jimmy O. And uh, um, Jimmy O, Jimmy O, um, so they they like torture him for information. So that guy, the mercenary is talking, is the vice president of the Belfast Sons, and then Tommy Flanagan is in the uh, uh, the 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 charming uh, chapter of the Sons. So there's two two sons of An- two sons of anarchy in this movie. Um, the, my only real note about Tommy Flanagan in this movie is that his name is Brian. Yeah, which seems. Un- not Irish, just underwhelming for this movie and his character. <laughs> yeah, just just how he's not even Irish. He's actually he's Scottish. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know what what name I would prefer. But Brian is just no. Yeah, Brian's not a good. Brian's not a good name for him. Um, you can tell let's... I. This is oh, the section to, where you can really tell that I pause you. To pause you for a second, Good. um, before the cop shines the flashlight on his face, the cop pulls up, gets at driver's side window level with the car, and tells him to pull over. You can fucking you could you should have seen Benicio del Toro with a fucking gun with a part of a gun in his head, right? Uh, you pulled up. You pulled up next to people, and you can see the the person driving shotgun. Correct? Yeah, but if, I mean, if he's leaning forward, maybe not. At that point, at that point, he's not leaning forward oh, well, because what managed. happens is when the cop pulls him over, Clive Owen slams on the blake breaks, forcing Benicio del Toro's head to go into the dashboard, pushing the the piece of the gun further in. I, I obviously wasn't paying enough atten- as much attention as you. Because full disclosure. No. I I mentioned to you earlier when we were talking about the podcast, uh, I watched the first half of this movie mid-afternoon, completely sober. Watched the second half of the movie uh, a few beers deep, late at night. So my notes just get increasingly nonsense. I have a note here that just says a lot of this movie is based on people talking. Which I don't know what that means. That's basically what every movie I mean, is. I mean, shit, it's true. <laughs> you're not, you're not wrong. I just don't know what I was referencing. I also um. mentioned, and when uh, I I apologize at a certain point, you were talking about something a little bit earlier, and I wasn't paying full attention because I scanning through my notes, I came up to this note I have about Clive Owen's ears are weird, and oh, I, was, yeah, like, you told me I really... was like looking up pictures of Clive Owen's ears in this movie to see if they are weird or what I was talking about. No idea. Uh at all. We say weird things when we're drunk. Um, so the mercenaries are trying to recover proof of Jackie Boy uh, for the mob who are then planning to use it to uh, take over Old Town. Um, which introduces us to the second uh, uh, late great uh, actor in this movie uh, Michael Clark Duncan, MCD. That's what we call him, right? He's got a weird, like, bionic eye. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, he, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird eye stuff going on. The <laughs> cop had weird eye makeup. Michael Clark Duncan's got a weird, like, glass eye patch thing. I don't fucking know. Um, Marv doesn't have any eye because he's got all bandaged up. Yeah, exactly. Marv had the bandage eye. It's fucking strange. Um. If I'm not mistaken, it's a, there's the I have in my notes. There's three people in the the big fat kill segment that say yeesh. <laughs> um, I believe the first one is when, um, Jackie Boy falls on the swastika. Okay. The second one I believe is but the pez dispenser. I don't remember. I don't know what this third one is. I can't remember. But there, apparently, there are three people. Third person that might notice this third person to say yeesh. Um, there's the weird thing where Michael Clark Duncan is torturing Rosario Dawson. Like, it seems like everybody in this movie is kind of a superhuman. Because, like, I could squeeze somebody's head, but it's not going to cause the amount of anguish that appears to be on. Rosario Dawson's face. Well, Michael Clark Duncan when, is a giant. He is a giant. We've all seen the Green Mile. He's gentle. He in is, that gentle giant in that. He is a he is a giant. Um, I. Uh, uh, getting sleepy oh, there, my boy. Yeah. Um. I've, it's been a long day. <laughs> um. I have a note that uh. Um. He shoots one of the mercenaries. <clears throat> through Jackie boy's head,, mm-hmm. which is pretty rad um, I wrote Enter Jibs and also the Irish Rat from Sons of Anarchy um, i wrote is it just me or is, it, is I imagine this is how Hollywood works. Hollywood goes, <laughs> we need somebody in this movie who's badass. Mm-hmm. And they go, Oh, we have a we have a whole list of people who are badass. They're like, no, no, no. I need someone who's badass and has an Irish accent. Well, gotta get Tommy Flanagan. It seems like that's he he's he never plays anybody that's not the badass he, Irish guy. He never plays it like a pediatrician. <laughs> yeah, he never plays the pe- like he never has a normal role. He's always like a badass dude. Who has an Irish accent? In all honesty, it has everything to do with, um, I think, the scars on his face. Do you know what his scars are? Uh, from a knife attack outside a nightclub when he was working, it, where he had been working as a DJ. After leaving the club, he was attacked by a gang. <laughs> I, a, I yeah. have his Wikipedia open. As, as you asked that, I like, got to that section of. Uh... Um, the, the thing he has is called a Glasgow grin. Where basically they they slit your your mouth from like from corner of your lips to your to your ears. Um, it's like a, a thing. It's like a um, like a I don't I don't I don't even like a like a calling card. I don't know if that's what you want to say, but it's like a a, a common thing in um, I guess uh, like be- amongst uh. Amongst youths of uh, criminal, criminal youths of uh, (laughs) Glasgow, Scotland. Youths of ill rapport. Youths of ill rapport. I like it. Um, Let me ask you a question. This is coming from a place of sheer ignorance. So Clive Owen is literally submerged in a tar pit. Mm -hmm. He comes out of that tar pit covered in tar. Yeah. And then he starts smoking. I don't know. I don't... Is that is that a bad thing? Is oh. is tar is tar flammable? Like how t- how flammable is tar? Uh, Zach, you're a tar expert. Coal tar is sometimes used for heating or to fire boilers. <laughs> All right, shut your face. No, <laughs> uh, that, that, that's that's I, I typed is coal is tar flammable? And this does You know what? I don't, I think it wouldn't, I don't think so. I think it, like, uh, because, think of how they use hot tar to do things, which means they have to heat it to a certain point without, and it doesn't catch on fire at that point. You know what I mean? That's that's true. But Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I have the line, uh, grabs, I, I grabbed poor Dallas's car phone. The idea of a car phone just makes me giggle. Um, I feel like I feel like our parents used to have a car phone. They had something. I don't remember. Yeah, exactly they, what they, was. They, they had a very old, goofy cell phone. Um, I wrote um, Michael Clark Duncan smacks the living shit out of Rosario Dawson. A lot of dame smacking, dude. A lot of dame smacking. He fuck. She's tied to a chair. He hits her. The chair literally raises up to the level where her head is at. So I'm sitting in a chair right now. I'm going to say my head is approximately three feet off the ground, three and a half feet off the ground. He fucking hits her, and that chair goes completely sideways at her head level. God damn, are people in Sin City not fucking superhuman? Something in the water in Basin City. Some, probably something. Seriously. Probably something in the Some, basin. Something in that basin is um, fucked up. Um, um, not to not to rush us ahead or anything, but let's. I, I want to jump back to the Marv thing real quick. A quick hmm. question I had, and then I want to get into the the yellow bastard. Um, why do they want to kill Goldie? Um, I think because she knows about the about. Kevin about eating about Kevin about Kevin and Rourke eating the hookers because she works for clergy so she has inside information yeah because they never really make it clear as to that's what I take it as is that she knew because they didn't because it's not like they wanted or did she get wind that Kevin wanted to eat her no I think it's I think it's that she knows that yeah. Kevin and Rourke um, are responsible for the missing hookers. Um, I really quickly had just three more notes. Three? Up. They're quick notes. Um, my favorite part of the, the Big Fat Kill segment, possibly the whole movie, is when the guy gets shot through the chest with the arrow. Through the back, through the chest with the arrow. Oh, arrows, yeah. On uh, Cat. He, he gets shot with the arrow and just goes, hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, I love... I love um, I like the idea that like Clive Owen had the whole hallucinating scene where he was talking to dead Jackie Boy that when he hands over the uh, decapitated head of Jackie Boy, his mouth is taped shut, and he's talking muffled through the tape, mm-hmm. and he tells him to shut up. I was a big fan of that. Just real quick before we get too far away from it. Nicky Cat is the guy who gets shot with the arrow. Yeah. Do you know who... He was in um, Dazed and Confused. No, he's the greaser that beats up, that gets into a fight with. Um... That's the fucking. That's the. That's the same guy. That's yeah. the same guy. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Um, uh, I also know final... him from Boston Public. No. My final note for the the Big Fat Kill segment. Um, is what I thought was another, like, very film noir type one-liner is, uh, my warrior woman, my Valkyrie, you'll always be mine, always and never. Um, so, my very first note, uh, you're talking about creep. You're talking about how, like, all your first notes are about creeps. Um... That little girl talking about how no one checked her if she's still a virgin. I don't, yeah, I have God, it's, I, very, I, it's very unsettling. One of my notes is God, I don't like that little girl going on about being a virgin stuff. So, do not like do not like it one bit. Um Alright, here's my here's a main problem I have, and this also ties in with the Marv thing. So we're to believe that the rork's Senator and Cardinal, are so powerful that they can basically make anything happen. You want this guy arrested and charged with all these murders. It's done. It, it, and like not even on the books properly. Like he's getting beat with baseball bats and all that shit. Marvez. Like nothing's above board. But we're still supposed to believe that they can I mean in all fairness Hardigan's getting beat to shit with bats and shit. Mm-hmm. Too. But like they can still get visitors and letters. Yeah, it's fucking strange. You know what I mean? Like why are they not just thrown? Like, why is Marv, who murdered the Cardinal, allowed to have Wendy come and lay with him in his prison bed before he's executed? Yeah. Why does like, Hardigan why is... get all these letters? Why is he allowed to get letters? When they're well, trying to, the... like, basically... I think the Hardigan getting letters is so... They allow him to get them at first, so that when they stop happening, he starts... Is that No, I think, I think they... they... I think they start they, they allow him to get letters so they can see who the letters are from so they could use it against him, but then when they can't figure out who Cordelia is, they stop the letters hmm. to fuck with them. I guess. Uh, but like but the whole thing with Marv, sense. like they should have just like realistically, like the, the how sketchy and corrupt that they are, they should have just taken Marv out back behind the tool shed and shot him. Well, I understand the precept of. But then again, he got shot a thousand I understand the precept of making it a state execution. So, like, to, to. So he's the bad guy, not Cardinal Rourke. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's um, true. But still, like, if you're going to beat the shit out of him to get a sign of confession, then you're. Like, nobody's watching when you don't allow him to have a visitor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I'm confused on whole, the whole thing of uh, Bruce Willis being in prison, because he's in prison, and he won't sign their confessin', confession. <laughs> they're um, confessing. They're confessing. So he's in jail till he confesses, then confesses. And then they let him out. And then they let him out. Well, I, I think it's hashtag a, justice. Isn't it, this, isn't it kind of the same thing, though? Like, they let him out? Because I, I had that as a note. I was like, why, why is he out of jail? And I... It, and then you mentioned the, the trying to figure out who who Cordelia was. Is it is it they're letting him out to lead so that Rook Junior can get Nancy again? Possibly. I'm the, not sure. I don't know. Um, a lot of this does make sense. Like, why uh, exactly is he yellow? Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, it. It. He says it like the thing that they had to do. That, yeah, that they had to do to grow back his hand and his dick turned him yellow. But I mean, it, it's still like weird. Um, I don't know why I made. I had to make note of the fact that the car that the yellow bastard drives is right-hand drive. Um, I, it's when he's in the car. Is it, he's not driving the car? Is he? No. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah. No, when when do you see his shorts? Like he's wearing shorts. That's later. <laughs> no, I have it like right here at the before before Hardigan even gets out. Oh, you know what? It's when he's sitting on the the prison bed when oh, yeah, when Hardigan right. wakes up in the, and he's in there. He's wearing shorts, so you can see his yellow legs, which I appreciate. It just seems like the entire time he's wearing like a full length uh, fur coat and shorts, and that's it. <sighs> I just have a lot of questions about him. And question. gloves. He's wearing gloves. He's wearing gloves, shoes, shorts, and a full-length fur coat. Um, I'm willing to suspend the disbelief about why he's yellow. Yeah. Why is his head shaped differently? I, yeah, it... it <laughs> His head is shaped differently, like, his head, his cranium is, is bulbous, his nose and his ears are bigger. Did you know that they intent, they offered someone else the role of the, like, Nick Stahl was going to play Rook Jr. before, and then they offered Steve Buscemi the role of the yellow bastard, so it would have been a completely different actor? Really? That's what I read today. That's weird. Um, I don't, oh, oh, I was like, I'm like, I have the written, the note written down. My note just says the prodigy. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? The song that Jessica Alba dances to is by the prodigy. Oh. Um, which leads me to my next note. Where is all this wind coming from while Jessica Alba's on <laughs> stage? It's just, she's in the she's middle of a fucking literally... hurricane. literally... Dancing up a storm, seriously. Um, <laughs> I just read one of my notes that just says, "It just says like what part of the saving his dick procedure made his ears big." <laughs> <laughs> um, here's my question. You, let, let me let me pose a hypothetical question to you, Zach. You walk into you walk into a um, you walk into a strip club. I would not. I'm married. Okay. You walk into a strip club. So I, you're not married. You, you mm. walk into a... say let's 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 go be more hypothetical. I can't say I'm not married, Adam. I'm looking at the ring on my finger. Say you're a disgraced ex-cop. Okay, this and I you walk it. In, and you walk into a strip club, Ooh. and you're looking for you're specifically looking for somebody. Right. You know, so you're so you're scanning the crowd. Okay. How do you not automatically uh, recognize that there's a person who is fucking neon yellow? Yeah. In the bar, <laughs> and why is everybody okay with the fact that that person is in the bar? All right. So, all right. Let me let me put myself like, in the let, mindset. I'm looking around. Let me I'm let me be the first to com. say. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. You Look close around. your eyes. Looking so you're around. looking around. Oh, hey, hey, uh, do you do you know Nancy? Yes. Oh, yes. oh, okay. Yes. all right. She's gonna eyes be I see to... the stage pilgrim. Oh, oh, shit. There's a a, a yellow guy in shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I would have noticed. I just did a role I, play, and I would have noticed i I'll be the first person to say i i I would never uh you know discriminate somebody based on the color of their skin. I'm going to discriminate the fuck out of the yellow guy like he is straight up like just an unhealthy color like <laughs> no, Adam, Adam, i would Adam, I would notice him in a bar Adam, you can't say I would notice the yellow guy where we have a Vietnam listener we do have a Vietnam um, listener um <laughs> Stop not, it. Anymore. Okay, stop it. Stop, not anymore. Stop it. Not anymore. Thanks, Adam. Like, yeah, like I, would walk into a bar and like I would instantly pick out the fact that the guy who is the color of yeah. like, but, yeah, considering everything else is black and white. Yeah, considering <laughs> everything else in the bar is black and white, he's the color of like movie theater popcorn. He's butter. literally the like. only person that is a color. <laughs> yeah, like it's ridiculous. It's like towards the end of Pleasantville when people start. Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> um, oh, I love Pleasantville. We should cover Pleasantville. I would do Pleasantville. I like Pleasantville. Um. Um. Uh, this is my second instance of a. Uh, Jessica Alba used to be a thing and it's not a thing anymore. Jessica Alba. Yeah, Jessica Alba. I think that I think was like kind of a. I think she had kids and then she went and did like. I think she. I she think owns she like got, a, had, a organic. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think she had line. kids she had kids and went crazy I think that's what happened um Um, I don't know I uh, I don't know crazy probably I mean you know nothing makes you more crazy than having children am I right that's true um never have I I like that never have kids (laughs) I like the fact that um Bruce Willis is like he's like saying like don't recognize me don't notice me don't recognize me like "Mm, maybe don't stop and make eye contact Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) Maybe don't do that. Um, oh, uh, jumping back. Why does, when he get out, does he get a ride from Michael Madsen? Um, I think it's because he was going to have nobody else to pick him up. Like, so he got the guy who shot him? And, I mean, it was his ex-partner. I mean... He's a bad guy. I know he's a bad guy, but, like... Not even maybe... just, like, uh, uh, judging his character. He's a bad guy. He's, like... Like we I mean, were in the beginning we're to understand that Matson's, like, you know, in, in he's he's in Rourke's pocket. Right. So he's a bad guy. He's not even just like a bad no, person. But I think like maybe he was like, Well, what else could they do to me, you know? Um Okay, I guess. So they're driving. The yellow bastard pulls up on them, which is when I've discovered that he drives a right hand drive car, I believe. Um and Bruce Willis shoots him, like, in the fucking neck. Um, so they pull over to stop the car, gotta confirm the kill. So they do, and, the you know, he's gone, but his blood's everywhere. We He's made note that the guy smells, and that his blood smells worse than he does. They then get back into... And they don't... Well, well, he says the smell, his, the smell follows us there. Oh, uh, yes, it do. So he, like, they're like, okay, but that's explained by him being in the back of the car. But when he's in the back of the car, he is gasping for air. Like, he's breathing heavy as fuck. He's like, <laughs> like, he's, he's, that's what he was breathing like. Um, it, he was he was not quietly breathing at all. Like you should have heard that motherfucker. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. They were playing on the radio uh, that Pro, the Prodigy song uh, that, that Jessica was da- dancing to. She just can't get she can't get away from it. She's like to, um, to work home. I so I go to I get to, I have a note that's well, I get of when they're in the uh, the hotel room that they get. Um, it just says sorry, bro. Early two thousands, Jessica Alba tries to kiss you, you kiss her back. You know, I I was a little uncomfortable about the whole, uh, the whole Hardigan Nancy thing. Well, so was Hardigan. Yeah, I was uncomfortable with him. Yeah, so I don't think I would have kissed her back i mean Johnny. Hold on. Wait, I'm going to disgrace that cop. D- disgrace that cop. My eyes are closed. I just you, left a strip club. You just left a strip club. A guy. No, I wouldn't have kissed her. His blood smells. Yeah. <laughs> Small um, source blood? Yeah. Nope. No, I, don't, I, like, I don't think I would have kissed her. Um, I have a note that says uh, why does it seem like the yellow bastard is just wearing a duster, gloves, and shoes? <laughs> Yeah, this is I, more, I I I can't get a grasp of what his outfit is underneath. He's very very strange. He's very. Oh, uh, he's obviously not wearing a shirt, but like it's 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 very very strange. Um. So, the they they they, they take heart again. That well, they, they they he kidnaps Jessica Alba again. Um, and he has uh, Bruce Willis like strung up. And then, like, he kicks the table out from him, and Bruce Willis, like, and he leaves, and Bruce Willis has this talking thing. Like, can you just, can you flex your neck? I don't know. An, I, I enough mean... to not hang, to not hang? Or, like, can you flex your neck long enough to, I mean, eventually you're going to to, to die by hanging. But can you flex your neck long enough to do, to try to do something about it? Uh, if you got a strong enough neck, I imagine you could like, like protect your, your, Drachea. yeah. Like if you can like flex, like say your arm bone was very weak mm-hmm. and somewhat like to the point where if someone tied a rope around your arm and pulled it tight, it would break your arm, but your, your, you built your bicep muscles up strong enough. So that like the, you, you know what I mean? The muscle, the bone, like the rope nah. wouldn't even get close to touching. So like if you're, if you're trying to protect your trachea and the muscles around your neck are strong enough that like, if you flex them hard, it keeps the rope from restricting constricting your, I guess, I guess. Yeah. But it just seems, it seems strange. Um, I, I'm just, I, I fell down just a rabbit hole here cause I was not sure If Nick Stahl was alive or dead still, Mm -hmm. Um, because he's he was a child actor and he's like one of those like kind of like strange kind of guys. He seems just his like persona that -hmm. like it wouldn't have been um, out of the ordinary if like it turned out he had died a couple years ago. He's not dead. He's alive. Good for him. But he was in a movie this year. Entitled The Murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. And Mina Savari plays Nicole Simpson, which took me back. Took me aback a little bit for some reason. Just I was like, oh, Mina Savari is, is Nicole Simpson. All right. Wait, Nicole Simpson. O- O.J. Simpson. Okay. <laughs> what was... Wait a second. What was the name of, like, the playboy playmate that married the really old guy? And Nicole Smith. And Nicole Smith. I knew there was a Nicole somewhere in there. I'm losing it. Um, continue. No, um, that's all I have. On. That's all you had. Um, so Hardigan breaks free, and he steals the Ferrari from Nick Offerman. Um, and, uh he he goes to the to the barn and he sh- uh, he straight up rips he doesn't he's this isn't the 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 third person to get shot in the dick he just straight up has uh, yeah, the just dick ripped, ripped off. off of him yeah yeah um i feel like the line about him pounding like he's he he's something about like he doesn't stop punching them until he's just pounding bits of wet skull into the floorboards mm-hmm is another, like, film noir one-liner. Um, I wrote that, I wrote it now that he, um, he was, he he pounded his, his skull in now, that he, uh, I was like, oh, Bruce it smells like his blood again. That's it. <laughs> um, the, you kind of get the impression, because, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, spoiler alert, Hardigan ends up killing himself. And, yes. the, and the, 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 concept in his mind is if he kills himself then they're gonna leave Nancy alone yeah why would they leave Nancy alone why wouldn't they just you know still kill her like Rourke Senator Rourke's still alive yeah why would Rourke leave Nancy alone why would he be like oh the cop's dead I guess we gotta leave this girl alone I mean, yeah, yeah. There's no reason for him to leave her alone. Considering they don't seem like they're like you know decent people at all, the Rorfs. So Uh, I would, I could see that character just being like, "I'm going to kill her," just out of just just care just just, because for the trouble you caused. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, like, I, I, I I, kind of think like in that point, like, is he. Because it's 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 been done in movies before, like like the sacrifice, so that the 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 person who you care about it won't be bothered. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it that the person that you care about won't be bothered, or that like even if they are still bothered, you'll be dead, so you won't give a shit. Well, no, I get the impression that he's killing himself so that. Oh well, yeah. He, yeah, he believes it will him. save her life. Because yeah. he says an old old man dies, a young girl lives. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, once you're dead, who gives a shit what happens to the people you cared about, you know? guess. In, 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 you know, film noir type. Um, I, I I gotta be honest with you, I'm kind of distracted. I need to see this Murderer Nicole Brown Simpson movie. It's got a 2.2 <laughs> 2. out of 10 rating. Ryan D.B. <laughs> Nick Stahl in the poster is menacingly putting on a a glove as if this movie is surmising that Nick Stahl killed Nicole Brown Simpson and not OJ Uh, Simpson what if Nick Nick Stahl plays OJ Simpson he doesn't he plays hold on (laughs) he plays Jasper he plays Glenn Rogers Oh, Gene Freeman plays OJ Simpson I don't Something know who but, that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. I do recognize this guy. Why do I recognize this guy? I don't know. I, I recognize this guy from... Not from Henry Danger. I know that much. Okay. Anyway. Um, I it, It's weird because I might... His name is Gene Freeman. Like, Gene is spelled the normal way. G-E-N-E. Because I might recognize him from Harvey Danger. Um, so the movie uh my last note of the movie um He played King slash Mop Man. No, I don't recognize him from uh Harvey Danger. But he does look familiar. Um He was yeah. in Mandalorian. Stunts. Uh, a stunts. Stuncy, you and know, that's that's a big part of it. Um it's a big <laughs> part of any movie, Zach. Um <laughs> So um another I think the the last um well aside from uh an old man dies the young girl lives um I have the line uh thanks for all the little things like saving my life twice is another um like like attempt at a film noir uh one liner mm, yeah uh, um I do enjoy that shot I like that shot of the uh, oh the white-it-out silhouette. Oh, my of, sleepy boy. You know, oh, my sleepy boy. Of Hardigan uh, shooting himself. Yeah, I like that. But It's a very, you know, comic book-esque. Yeah. Um, all in all, I, like you said, I think I did enjoy the movie more when I was younger, but I still I still really like this movie. Um, yeah, because when you're 18 or 18, like 16, 17, 18, you're like, ooh! Unnecessary boobs, ooh, blood, ooh, yeah, f- unnecessary boobs and violence. Yeah, so like yeah, it's, 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 it's 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 stylistic. I'm able to appreciate it more stylistically now. Yeah. Um, I don't think I need to watch it again uh, in the next you know couple years. Yeah, it's some it's that kind of movie where if I, I don't I I only need to watch it maybe once every 5 or 6 years and then like I get a nice little charge out of it and I remember the things yeah. I like about it and but yeah yeah I could see that I mean I, I didn't I didn't hate watching it I watched it uh I watched it Sadly. enjoyably yeah Sadly we can't say the same thing for the second one I saw the second one it's 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 not good um it, I watched the, it and don't remember a single thing about it Yeah neither do I the only thing I remember about it is the fact that Joseph Gordon Levin said it. I think from what I was just like, t- like, uh, uh, Googling things while we're recording, I believe that Josh Brolin plays what Clive Owen looked like before. What? He- oh, yes. Yeah, I, I think so. Let me double. Uh... I was just confusing something. I, for some reason, you said Josh Brolin, yeah. and I remember. I was thinking of a picture of Ray Liotta on the IMDb in the movie because he's in that he's in the second one as well. Yeah, Josh Brolin plays Dwight, so Josh Brolin is the old face of. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't even want to begin to fucking know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, a, a, a Dame to Kill For was was nowhere near as good as this one. Um, See, so yeah, all in all. I like it. I, I Like you said, I, th- I think it might, you know, it's not like a, I need to watch it every other day type thing. But um, it's definitely, uh, you know, watch it every once in a blue moon and uh, remember what you get all nostalgic and feely about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Zach, what have you been watching this week? I have fallen down a hole that I will. I don't think I'm ever going to climb out of, Adam. I'm going to tell you right now. Well, What kind of hole is that? A hammer hole. A hammer hole? I've watched Hamilton four or five times all the way through. Jesus. If we're not, if we don't have anything on for the kids, especially if something we just had on for the kids is over on Disney Plus and it's just sitting at the menu with nothing on, I'll uh, randomly just click on Hamilton and fast forward to certain songs. Um, Where my wife is now just singing songs randomly throughout the day from Hamilton. Um, I rewrote. I sent you a text the other day. Um, You did. Zach sent sent me a text of rewriting a song from Hamilton. uh, uh, The the Schuyler Sister song, instead of saying, uh, looking for a mind at work, it was uh, looking for a brand new shirt. And the concept was it was the song if instead of going downtown to be part of the revolution they went downtown to shop for shirts. And I got you I got a good chuckle out of that for I, way longer than I should have. It it definitely made me chuckle as well. Um, so. All the YouTube videos I'm watching are about Hamilton. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm very wrapped up Speaking, in Hamilton right now. So to be very boring, my what I watched this week that wasn't for the podcast was Hamilton <laughs> as well. Um I mentioned in the last podcast that I, uh, while Zach had taken a quick break, I had watched the video of Lin-Manuel Miranda performing um, the the first song from the show at the White House uh, Poetry Jam, and um, which is a sentence I never thought I'd have to say. Um, I'd say White the, House Poetry Jam at least, at least twice, twice a, a week. Twice a day. Yeah. Twice Lately. a day, damn. Given the political climate, um, it's true. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I watched the video of him performing at the White House, and I said, "You know what? D- the The enthusiasm that you can see in his performance m- in made me want to watch it. I watched it, and it was it was it was definitely better than I thought it would be. I, I, out of a ten, out of a ten, Zach, what would you give it? A ten. Just a the the sheer cleverness of the rhyming. Yeah. Um, the way they're able to use the phrase burr, sir. I do enjoy the burr, sir a um, lot. Yeah. Just I will say there is there are weaker it's not it's not a 10 all the way through. Like the whole Maria Reynolds where he where he sleeps with the other like those songs, the the that I kind of am not that interested, even though it has big implications in the story. Yeah, um, I could do, and, and you know what? Today I was listening to. Um, I found a YouTube video that had deleted songs and alternate versions of songs, mm-hmm. and they tightened it up in a like very smartly because these songs, some of these songs were. Huge, huge swing and misses. Like they would have, like, uh, really dragged it. So they knew that's a, even more credit goes to him for knowing where to trim and knowing where trimming was needed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just based on just the sheer, some of the things they rhyme, some of the, like, the just, it's, it's, it's one of the most clever works of art that I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I think it's I, I, I by by no means do I think it's bad. I think it's a great show. I think it's absolutely absolutely amazing. Um I'm I'm gonna say it's still a little bit overhyped. Um everyone I think everyone put it on a pedestal and See here's my here's my 'cause I'm conflicted on that. Did it the way it's hyped, nothing could have lived up to the way it's hyped. No. I I actually, I created it today, I compared it today to my brother-in-law. The way people hyped Hamilton was the same way that Tom DeLonge hyped the first Angels and Airwaves album. (laughs) Um, Tom DeLonge was like, this album is going to change the musical music forever. And like, there's maybe three songs on that album that were like really good. Everything else just kind of meh. There's definitely a lot more songs in Hamilton that are really good, but like I don't know about you, my personal favorite song in the in the the show is like probably one of the lesser songs. Like my favorite, my favorite song is the first time uh, King George sings. And I think that's I I wouldn't call that a lesser song at all. That's he uh, he has that's his only real full song. Cause yeah, but, le- but I, I mean Lesser's Song in the sense of if if King George just wasn't in the show at all, it wouldn't affect the story at all. That's true, but it is a very it's, – it's, it's a showstopper I feel like, of a show. I feel, like, I feel like we should pause this conversation because Zach and I have discussed eventually in the future we're going to cover Hamilton. Um, let's, so I let's feel like let's, should, let's take a break. Yeah, we'll we'll stop. I feel like we should we should shelve this conversation I, for the one thing I will say is to to finish off my point, where I feel like nothing could live up to the hype mm-hmm. that it had because it was hyped as the greatest musical. Um, basically, it was the, hyped as the greatest musical of, of all time. Mm-hmm. In the same respect, I'm obsessed with it. Like in in yeah. a way, I don't I don't remember ever being. Obsessed with a musical in the way that I'm obsessed at the moment with Hamilton. Yeah. No. So while, like, no, it didn't. You know, I didn't watch it and then came face to face with God, as you would you would expect from what people have said about it. Um, it is one of the greatest works of art in terms of, um, for, like in like in an isolated capsule from start to finish, one of the most clever, most well constructed works of art that I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, um, I, I it was it was definitely I would agree it was definitely very very good it was definitely if you haven't watched it I would definitely go and watch it because it's 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 definitely definitely worth the watch. Um, speaking of what we're watching, what we're going to be watching next week. Um, Uh, Zach and I have always discussed how we kind of go back and forth week to week from a a kid's movie to a a grown-up movie, if you will. (laughs) Um, So, uh, excluding the live watch, the last movie we did was uh, Spice World, right? Yeah. yeah. Spice World and then Clue was the live watch. So Spice World is kind of on the kiddish side, um, but kind of on like the adult side. Spice World was made for teenage girls. Yeah. Because I remember, it was E.T. right before Spice World? Mm, I don't remember. No. No, Pearl Harbor was. Yeah. Pearl Harbor was the adult movie, and Spice, and Spice World was the kids' movie. So we, excluding the, the, the live watch, we, we, we went into episode 11, Sin City, as our adult movie. Next week, we're going into our kids' movie. Um which is going to be D two the Mighty Ducks. We're skipping right over the first one. Skipping let's get right into the, the Meat thing. of Bones in it. Let's get into the Goodwill Games. Let's, let's be, let's get into be Captain Blood. Or no, what but, what's what do they call him? Uh, when he when he slicks his hair back. We'll get into it next week. But yeah. Let's um, let's get right into it. Let's get into Trinidad, Trinidad I, and like, Tobago. of 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 the three Mighty Ducks movies the second Mighty Ducks movie is the best. Adam. You would agree? Adam. Yeah, I agree. But I'm just warning you right now. We're going to, if next week's episode is two hours long, an hour and 50 about it, of it is going to be about Trinidad and Tobago. Absolutely. So get ready for a lot of, a lot of history on the island. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a breakdown God. of the culture. We're going we're gonna to get some Trinidad and Tobago. When they're, uh, when they're playing those listeners. steel drums, I want to know how that fits into their, their everyday culture. You know, is there a yeah. lot of steel drum playing in Trinidad uh, and Tobago? I, I'm going to find out. So. Based on the hockey team. But so. they, they brought one with them. <laughs> to um, Los so, yeah. Angeles, I believe? We'll, we'll find out next week. It was Los it Angeles, was, yes. yeah. Um, we're going to so, have, so, have a lot so, of fun so, next week. Not only as a week, lover of the movie, but a hockey fan. I'm yeah. getting a lot of nitpicking. If you're yeah. if you're into nitpicking, come back. It's next gonna week. be a good nitpicker. Um, so yeah, next week we'll be covering uh, D two the Mighty Ducks. As Zach mentioned earlier, um, we check the I checked the analytics today. Um, we have a we have listeners. We have some. I don't know if it's one person, or if it's of person. Well, we have listeners from uh, Hanoi, Hanoi, Hanoi. Mispronounced v- Vietnam. Mm. And we have listeners from Paris, France, um, along with our Irish and German, uh, listeners. Um, so as we always mention, you know, at the end of every podcast, uh, follow us on Twitter at summer movie clue that summer movie, C L U. And then the number One. one, um, let us know, like drop us a line, let us know you're out there. Um, definitely give you a shout out, um, if you have any suggestions for anything you want us to, to cover if something you want to hear us talk about by all means uh, drop us a line on Twitter and um, drop us a line spit a verse drop some knowledge um, Hamilton Zach guy's obviously been watching <laughs> Hamilton hashtag Hamilton um, but yeah definitely um, getting try to try to get in contact with us there and uh, let us know you exist so we know the analytics aren't lying to us um, uh, I just want to say. Uh, Zach was supposed to be on vacation uh with us this week, but sadly um a couple members of uh Zach's household have um gotten have been uh con- COVID confirmed. Um so I just want to wish all of them a uh, uh, speedy and quick and effortless uh recovery. Oh, yeah, and, don't uh, don't please nobody hearing this information and <laughs> looking back at the episode where I'm coughing the whole time. I think yeah. uh uh my my mother-in-law has it. My nephew has it. My wife may have Is there, it. Is it debating whether or not she has it? There was some... The, when when she was tested, she was tested with my sister-in-law and my nephew, and they didn't seem to have the best labeling system. My wife's been retested. We are waiting for results. Nobody's symptomatic. Nobody's feeling any worse for the wear. Um... I feel fine, my wife feels fine, my babies are fine, my two older kids are fine, everyone is alright, we're keeping an eye on everybody. Uh it is a bit of a bummer that we're not down down the shore with the family, but we'll uh we'll uh
1: there'll be many more vacations to come. Yeah.
0: Um the important thing is that um everyone is doing good and, you know, staying staying as positive as they yeah, can. We're we, we're like, good, we're we're uh quarantined. As much as uh you know, humanly possible. No. Um we're 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 we'll get through it. We're actually um my my mother in law was sick for about a week before she even tested positive. She had was not feeling well. So we're we're thinking um we're a couple days away from the even the you know, the scope of when we would have been exposed to it versus worry about it. So we're thinking within a couple days we're gonna be out of the woods and we'll be uh we'll be alright. That's good. Um so yeah, hope um you know hoping for a quick and speedy recovery for everybody over at Zach's house. Uh hoping everybody out there staying health, staying safe, staying healthy, staying safe. And um if you're doing anything else, Zach, uh everybody will have a good night. We'll uh see you next week for D two the Mighty Ducks. Thanks guys. See you next week for some nitpicking. Take it easy, guys. Yeah.